Tonight we'll be continuing with what Jill started off, started us off with on Saturday night, which is this exploration of the Brahma Viharas. And just as she was sharing with you um, this practice of metta, of loving kindness or goodwill, we'll continue with that, this, uh, this practice, metta bhavana. And I want to remind you of this word bhavana, of cultivation that I spoke about in the last talk I shared with you. Right? This, this realm of cultivation and how just like in gardening or farming, how messy it is. You know, it's not a linear process. And when I reflect upon this, I remind myself, oh, this is, this is essentially about cultivating intention, which we've been doing here in so many different ways, cultivating the intention to be mindful, the intention to cultivate metta, the intention to cultivate patience. It's the intention that's really so important, which is this act, the act of inclining the heart in a certain direction. And tonight it's just that, inclining the heart in this direction of goodwill, of loving kindness, of metta. And as I'm sure all of you know, you know, sometimes you get all kinds of potatoes, right? You get a good crop. Another time, it just doesn't work. The hailstorm comes or the frost comes too early. To be aware of that, we're not in control, but there can be this quality of influencing this whole process of cultivation. And the same with, with loving kindness, with goodwill. Sometimes there's a feeling of it, sometimes there's not. And also the whole range of that. Maybe tonight there'll just be a little bit of a feeling of Metta. There might be an immense amount of that there. To keep uh, the attention on the intention, to incline the heart. And I believe Jill shared with you when she was introducing Metta, this way of practicing utilizing phrases in different categories of people, which she might have mentioned comes from, really gets... It, it's codified uh, by Buddha Gosa in the Vasudhimaga, which is a, a commentary. And I actually love Buddha Gosa. He was, seemed to be a great guy in terms of what he shared. And what I'd like to share with you tonight is, you could say, a set of practice instructions that we can find in the early Buddhist texts, w which are quite different than what Buddha Gosa shares with us in the commentaries. And the reason I, I wanted to share it is that like so much of these practices we're introducing to you, some of these ways of practice will fit for you and some won't. Sometimes there's going to be a variation for you that fits. At times, one way of practicing, for example, metta will work for you and sometimes the other way won't, or sometimes this way will and the other won't. So I'd like to begin to and share with you just this passage, this comes from the Tavija Sutta and uh, the long discourses, but you hear kind of a, the, the, some of the similar phrasing and some other discourses as well. And we can hear the Buddha give these instructions that I want to share with you. 
one abides, one abides suffusing the first direction with a heart filled with loving kindness. Likewise, the second direction, likewise, the third, likewise, the fourth direction. Thus above, below, and all around, everywhere, and in every way. One abides suffusing the world with a heart filled with loving kindness. One sets an example, leaves nothing untouched, nothing unaffected. Just this, sorry. And one abides again suffusing the world with a, a heart accompanied by loving kindness, abundant, expansive, unlimited, without hatred and without ill will. Just as if a mighty trumpeter were with little difficulty to make a proclamation in the four directions. So by this liberation of the heart through the cultivation of loving kindness, one sets an example, leaving nothing untouched, nothing unaffected. And there's similar wording that you might have noticed uh, for those of you who chanting the Karanita Metta Sutta with, with Greg. You know, that phrase, radiating kindness over the entire world, spreading upwards to the sky and downwards to the depths, outwards and unbounded. How can we make this into a practice, these, this passage that I just shared with you? And I want to go through that and then uh, have us uh, explore and experiment with it. Before that, I, I do want to take a step back just in terms of this process of coming into relationship with this tradition, because I think it's important for what we're doing here. Part of your practice, part of my practice, is how do you allow your practice to be informed by this Buddhist tradition? And at the same time, how do you, how do you also find a practice that's actually effective for you specifically. And for me, there's this balance that goes on around this. Like for myself, I'm so grateful for this tradition. I'm deeply grateful for what teachers have shared with me. That that's been an important aspect of that as, as actually following that instruction and, and following tradition. important to honor, you know, that whole history and that path. And part of that is because if I were just to have followed my own mind and my own opinions about this path, boy, that'd be a bad scene. <laughs> I need spiritual friends in terms of that. And yet I want to point out the flip side. The flip side is, is that if I'm merely following tradition, there can be something oppressive about it. You know, this happens in spiritual traditions where the, the people who are deciding kind of, for example, in this tradition, what the Buddha exactly said or how to interpret these in instructions are the ones in power, usually men with privilege and power, and it's a particular narrative. 
And then when it doesn't fit, you can feel like I'm not doing it right or there's something wrong with me. No, it's just because there's just one voice that was in power that was given credence. <coughs> and so what's needed is also to, to empower myself in a sense of what feels right, what fits right for these practices that, that we're doing, which again requires on your part a kind of translation, a willingness to experiment, to listen to this tradition, to the teachers, but also to get a sense of what really is intuitively right for you. So in the same way, tonight, I'm just going to be sharing with you one way of understanding these words, and you might have a variation that's actually just as valid. Right? There's just, there's just some, somebody that read this and decided what, how to interpret this. <laughs> you too have that power in terms of practitioners, and it's important not to forget that. So let's, so let's look at these instructions a little bit. And I'll just give you, again, one voice around an understanding of this. So one abides, one abides with a heart filled with loving kindness. You know, tonight what we'll do is we'll begin, we'll settle in and then have a chance to bring to mind something that evokes a quality of goodwill or metta in your heart. It could be the phrases that maybe you've used before in, in this practice. It could be an image of somebody, the image of the Dalai Lama or Martin Luther King or Thich Nhat Hanh. It could be something simple like a pumpkin. <laughs> the pumpkin's so sweet. When you look at the pumpkin and when you think about what the staff did. But I can feel that right now, right? There's, there it is, Th that's alive, there it is, just that seed, that seed of, of, of warmth, of goodwill. What a, what a sweet touchstone that we have tonight of these pumpkins. So there we are, there we, we begin with a, a, a abiding in that. And then to suffuse one direction, so that could be in front of us or behind us, allowing that feeling to kind of exude from the body. Like sometimes what I imagine is as if, as if that feeling of loving kindness of metta is, is coming out of the pores of the body. And one direction would be like in front of the body. And I love this way of, of practicing because sometimes when I'm not using words, I can contact more the bodily experience of loving kindness so much more. And to allow it to expand in a way in front of me. And then... Likewise, the second, the third, the fourth. So these different directions, to the right, to the left, behind, above and below, allowing this feeling to, to expand, even beyond the body. And then these descriptions, that it's abundant, expansive, unlimited, without bounds to get the felt sense of that activity of allowing it to expand in all these directions and to abide in that. And then we're given this image, this metaphor, right? Just as if a trumpeteer, when you imagine a trumpet playing, making the proclamation, and this such an, this, this, this really important phrase, at least such an important phrase to me, without difficulty. 
which is important because the only time I prayed, tried to play the trumpet, it was with a lot of difficulty. <laughs> you really got to, it's, it's challenging. <laughs> so I have to imagine that it's not difficult for me, that I'm not actually putting effort into this. I'm allowing it to happen. I'm allowing a, a kind of vibration to come, come forth through and outwards from the body, not pushing, more allowing. So let's give it a try and see what happens. So in light of that, I invite you to come into a, a position, a sitting position that, that works for you. Allowing the attention to come inward. Once again, I invite you to begin with allowing a quality of relaxation to be there and maybe checking in with certain parts of the body, like allowing the hands to relax. Allowing the pelvic floor to open and settle downward. Allowing the shoulders to drop. Loosening the jaw. Relaxing the muscles in the face. And allowing the eyes to rest back into their sockets.
And now I invite you to begin to bring your awareness to the heart center, right there where your sternum is. And if you'd like, if it helps, you can even put a hand there to contact that part of your experience, to honor that part of your experience. You don't have to. And then simply notice whatever's there. Maybe you feel the feeling of the breathing. You might want to check in with the emotional quality of the heart center now. It might feel open and relaxed. It might feel guarded or tentative. However it is, simply feeling that And now I invite you to begin to bring to mind something that might evoke that sense of kindness, of friendliness, of warmth. As I said, it could be a pumpkin. It could be a pet cat or a pet dog. Hearing it purr or seeing it wag its tail. It could be a flower or a place. or a person that evokes that feeling of warmth for you. Bringing it to mind and savoring that quality.
Savoring it if it's a strong quality. Savoring it if it's just a molecule or a half a molecule of warmth or friendliness or anything in between. I now invite you to allow that feeling, no matter how small or large it is, to begin to radiate outward. In particular, radiating outward in front of you. As if it's coming out of the pores in the front of your body flowing outwards. Allowing it to flow forth in front of the body as far as it wishes to go. Maybe it feels as if it wishes to go only a little distance from the skin, maybe farther or even farther. No need to push. simply allowing it to flow. You might now want to allow it to flow forth through the right side of the body, flowing through the pores of the skin, through the body and outwards to the right side.
And now allowing this quality of friendliness, of warmth, of kindness to flow through the left side of the body. Through the pores outwards flowing as far as it wishes to go. Continuing to savor that feeling quality if it's still there. If there's a loss of contact with that feeling, you might want to bring some image up again to reignite it. And now allowing that feeling of metta, of warmth, of goodwill to flow in terms of flowing out of the back of the body, outward through the pores, as far as it wishes to go, radiating loving kindness, metta, I now invite you to allow this radiating of kindness, of warmth to now happen above the body, radiating loving kindness, metta, in an upward direction. Allowing it to move through the body, through the skin, through the pores. Feeling it on that bodily level, savoring it.
and now in a downward direction. Radiating loving kindness downward through the earth. As it moves through the body and through the pores of the body. And now in order to move towards an all-encompassing feeling of this, you might want to briefly go back to allowing that feeling of kindness to radiate both in a forward direction and a backward direction, in front of the the body and behind the body at the same time. to the left and to the right, allowing it to put a smile upon your face as you feel it moving outwards, suffusing the body and radiating outwards to the left and right. above and below now, upwards and downwards. and now radiating in all directions. Savoring this outward flow of loving kindness of metta, allowing the body to be suffused by it.
and simply rest and abide there. If you need to, you can evoke once again that image or a phrase or a word to bring back some kind of contact with that warmth or kindness. And then radiating in all directions, savoring and abiding. And continuing like this, as you continue to explore this way or some variation,
Thank you for listening. To learn how you can support the teachers and Dharma Seed, please visit dharmaseed.org slash donate.